Sliced Apples Podcast with Alex and David. I gotta ask you something, dude. This is a married man question. Oh, how many geez. how many weddings how many weddings have you been? It's a wedding question. How many weddings have I been to? Yeah, like you know. Does yeah, my does weddings? my does my like as an adult as as an adult as an adult? Yeah, sure. You're. I mean, no, obviously not. No. <laughs> so my own doesn't count. Uh, as an adult, one, two. I wasn't expecting this to be a whole thing. I expected you to just like fucking know off the top of your head. Well, I think it's two. I'm going to go with two. All right. So I had a uh, conversation with my mom like a couple of years ago where I called her. It's just very random conversation. I just called her. I was like, hey, what's up? She kind of grunted. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to this wedding. I was like, oh, that's fun. She's like, yeah, it's in California. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, it sounds like so much fun. I know the couple is getting married. And then she's like, no, you know, I mean, it's fine. And she looked at me and she's like, Alex, if or hopefully whenever you get married, don't ever do a destination wedding. I was like, okay, why? Well, I discovered why today. We have a really good friend, you and I both mutually. He, uh, I believe he was actually your big in our organization. Uh, oh, okay. That is uh, getting married. And I am a part of the wedding party. Thankfully, I'm very grateful for that. He invited me. I'm I'm really happy about that. I'm super excited for him. Um, and I showed up at his house for like a little announcement thing where he like picked us, so to speak. You know, did the like we did it with you with the where it's yeah. like you show up at the engagement, whatever you call that. I don't care. Um, and I knew he was getting married. Like I knew he proposed. I knew all that. And I opened the box, like the little box they gave us. And uh, there's a Jamaica flag sitting in there. And they look at me and they're like, we're getting married in Jamaica. Didn't register at the time, but I was like, oh, that's exciting. Oh, that's cool. Like, and I, I didn't really think about it until like the night kind of progressed. I was like, damn, bro, like get married in Jamaica. That means like I got to go to Jamaica. And then I thought about it. I was like, how much is that going to cost? Well, I figured it out. <laughs> so the, they have like a planner and shit and i'm just gonna like go through it because i've been ranting about this last like 30 minutes because i was like this i discovered like the cost breakdown of this and why my mother was frustrated all those years ago oh so they're getting married next year like over a little over a year from now i'm doing my best to kind of like dart around any serious uh details because i'm i mean first of all it's not appropriate that i you know say much of what i'm about to say but i'm very honest on this podcast and you know I'm, i'm not I wouldn't say anything on here that I wouldn't say to either of the people involved. Um, and I started to get like, they, they booked like a travel advisor and they booked all this. And I got all these messages Saturday night from somebody, which I'm really grateful for the fact that it's like so far in advance. Um, and I started like looking at it because it's next year, like a little over next, next summer, late next summer. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's Thursday through Sunday. And I was like, okay, you know, it's four nights. Like that's, you know, it's, like it's a brand new place that they're building down there that they're getting married. I'm like, okay, it's nice. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's an all-inclusive place. You know, flights are not included. It's like, okay, you know, got to count for flights. And then I looked and um, so four nights going to cost me about three grand just to uh, stay at the hotel. 
And I was sitting there, I was like, Ooh. <laughs> and not for any reason, like, I think, you know, I have a weird relationship with money when it comes to things where it's like, you know, I'm not, I, I don't look at that and go, oh my God, it's so much. I just more think about like, I looked at the flights round trip is roughly eight to 1200. I'm like, okay, I'm at four. So I'm thinking like, okay, it's you know about a thousand dollars a day. And I do more money like a day wise. Like if I'm spending a certain amount of money a day, like that's how I quantify it in my head. That's how I, that's how I work with money is like, if I'm looking yeah. at it and I'm spending a thousand dollars a day, I want a thousand dollars worth of fun. Like for example, if we went and not to say that this won't be a thousand dollars worth of fun, I'm giving a good example right now. For example, if you told me, Hey Alex, let's go down to wherever in Mexico or let's go to Italy or whatever. And let's go rent a yacht and like go party on the Mediterranean or whatever. And it's going to be, you know, roughly like a thousand bucks a day. I'd sit there and I go, huh? Okay. Thousand bucks a day, but I'm going to be on a yacht and I'm going to be in Italy. And I'm gonna be like, it's pretty fucking dope. Like thousand bucks a day. Like, you know, that's not realistic. Obviously it's not really the pricing of it. I don't know the pricing of that, but that's how I would quantify is I look at it and I go, okay, the activity and then what I'm doing. And then like, and then I think, and I go, and my mom complained years ago about this where and i've actually heard friends talk about this i'm kind of curious if you've seen this either through me or in your friends but there are these newer hotels or newer resorts that will go after couples and get these large bookings because then they guarantee a massive or a free honeymoon massive discount or a free honeymoon attached to that mm -hmm. and i've heard of this scenario I'm kind of sitting there and I go, okay, it's going to it cost me, you know, three grand literally just to be there. It's quote unquote all inclusive, but I'm not an all inclusive kind of guy. I look at it and I'm like, what does all inclusive mean? Like, you know, does that mean like everybody gets equal? Does that mean I can take whatever I want? Does that mean like, what, is, what does that mean? Does that mean like I have to pay for drinks? I have a drink limit, like, you know, food, if I want more food, do I have to. So, what is all inclusive, right? Like, sometimes all inclusive means like, oh, you have a cap. Like, for example, when we went on, my family was a big cruise family. We used to go on cruises. Now, this is ridiculous, but they would say you have unlimited drinks. Not entirely true. You'd max out at 20. I reached that limit several days in a row. <laughs> several days in a row. Now, not even to say if, that 20 is not enough, but even, just... Even if you get 20. the... That's what the... Because yes. I know there's different drink packages. There's the... Yes. You get one or two and then the... Yes. No, mm. they like that was the quote unlimited pack. It was like 20 or... It's either 20 or 25. I believe it was 20. And all day, I mean, that's, I mean, it's a child's task, right? I was in college. I mean, it's a child's task to drink 20 fucking alcoholic beverages in a day on a cruise. Are you joking me? I'm at 18 <laughs> by noon. Come on. So that's my issue with like all inclusive where I look at them like, okay, I'm too much of a numbers guy to really look and be like, I'm nervous that, you know, so I look at it like, okay, I'm three grand just to literally be there plus a thousand to be on a flight there and back. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, I'm paying four grand to literally be at this wedding. I'm going to say something that's controversial. I hope the bride and groom don't come after me. If they do, I'm going to stand by this. I think that's kind of bullshit. Like, I think that's kind of bullshit for your guests. Like, to be quite honest. Because to take that and, like, want to book something, I get it. It's your wedding. I love that for you. I'm so happy that you decided to, like, get married in a place that I, I believe they got engaged or wherever. I frankly think it's kind of bullshit for, like, guests. Because I was speaking with another friend who's in the wedding party who has, you know, been looking for a job for a little while, got unfortunately laid off and been looking for a job. He already had the conversation with the bride and groom and said, look, like, I, I 
you know, literally can't justify spending four or five thousand dollars on essentially like your vacation. Like it's not because if I'm going to spend four or five grand going somewhere, bro, I want to make the choices of what I'm going to do. Like I'm not going to sit there and be like, and I'm not in a position yet to where it's like, oh, it's just four or five grand, like whatever, right? Like I'll make that however quick. It's no, I'm like in my mid twenties, saving up for houses and down payments and investments and things like that. Like if I do five grand just out of my pocket for not even a vacation of my own accord, I'm kind of sitting there like, that's kind of bullshit. Like that's, that's, and I, I even went so far and I'm going to say here, I, I kind of feel like I'm getting a little taken advantage of when it comes to if the possibility of the honeymoon is built into this, like that's kind of bullshit because you're like that you're banking on the guests paying that exorbitant fee in order for you to receive your discount on a honeymoon. When in fact, like, I I would just rather like, you know, do something local or like for fuck's sake, like just in Mexico, right? Like not not necessarily Jamaica. Like Jamaica is one thing because it's an island. So like the flights are even more expensive to get there. And it's like so that's that's the other thing is like if it's Mexico we're talking about, that's a completely different like we're talking about Cabo or Cancun or something like that. You know, that's that's different. Like those those like island sort of areas like or 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 water facing areas like that's that's fine. I just I don't know like what's your opinion on that? What's your opinion on destination weddings and what I just said? Well, one um it's funny cuz that's not even you still got the bachelor party. Okay, um, yes, thank you. The, you still got the bachelor party, so you're going to have to spend whatever it is for the destination wedding. And I'm going to interrupt you here if you had done a destination wedding on top of going to Vegas, I would have actually killed you before you got married. Actually. <laughs> so I spent so much money in Vegas. And on top of that, if we had a destination wedding, I would have killed you. I'd have been like, bro, you're you're fucking ridiculous. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. So if if they have a bachelor slash bachelorette party, that's any kind of that's not in the realm of, oh, I'm just gonna get a group together and we're going to go out somewhere locally, then eh, that's a little, uh, we're talking I, about, we're talking about doing a golf trip. Jeez. Oh, so you got, you got the tea time fees or the, the greens fees, which are a couple hundred that bucks. Sounds, fees if you're not familiar, you got we're obviously traveling somewhere, the Airbnb. I mean, that's, we're probably two grand in the hole right there just for the bachelor trip. So I mean, you're doing the math. I mean, we're I'm walking out on a good day, like six k on this whole whole experience. I, I was or, leaning. I know this is some like a lot of rounding here, but I'm leaning towards. I was thinking more towards ten k, a ten k fee of being in the wedding. Um, just being in the wedding, I have to pay ten grand. Okay, now my point. Now my point of like, at what point is it like, just. I, taking advantage is a bad way to say it, but like being just like kind of discon like inconsiderate towards your guests or your wedding party. Like, what's your opinion on that? It's a hot take for sure, and I don't mean it with any malice. Like, I just I'm coming at it from that angle. Yeah, and it's funny because like being on the other side of it, it's kind of especially freshly on the other side of it. I understand a lot. I have a lot of wisdom in this uh, field oh, here. Okay. Um. Well. For one, I'm kind of curious how many people are in the wedding party, not including the bride and groom, if you happen to know, uh, like have a rough estimate. 12, 12 to 15. Adios mio. Okay. Yeah, right. So 
in my humble opinion, if we were going to do a destination wedding, uh, if we were to go back in time and say, we're going to do a destination wedding. The thing with destination weddings is one, unless you're like just filthy, just yeah, everybody around you is just rich and loaded. And if you're in your like thirties or forties, right? Like people are established, they have families, like they can, like they can afford it. Right. Like it's like, I think it's totally reasonable if I was in my late thirties, early forties to ask uh, that of me, like my parents age, like my parents, like even in their fifties and sixties, my mom's sitting there like, Alex, we're going to spend like eight grand this weekend just like to be there. And she's even like, that's ridiculous. I'm like, yeah, I agree. That's ridiculous. Like money doesn't inflate over time with age, right? Like it's not correlated, but still like, as you get older, you're going to have more money in reserves. But of a mid twenties people, it's like, to me, I'm like, bruh, (laughs) sorry interrupting you. No, no, you're good. Um, you have a lot of feelings towards this, and I'm about I to. I was hot, bro. Just, I was hot like 20 minutes ago. I'm I'm about to just like put it all on the on the tee for you. So, if it was me, first of all, destination weddings. The the reason you're supposed to do a destination wedding, and the reason why like my mother-in-law wanted to do a destination wedding, you're supposed to keep it small for that exact reason. You're supposed to keep it small. Because either you are going to help pay for like, you know, if I had groomsmen and whatnot, like at least for my wedding party, I'm going to, I'm going to be reasonable. I'm going to try my best to pay for as much of each person in your stay because you're, like you said, you're paying just to come to the wedding. Um, whereas in a regular scenario, you could just get a wedding invite, hop in your car and drive and spend five bucks on gas and, you know, yeah. get the normal bring wedding. A nice gift. Yeah. yeah. Bring a nice gift, you know? Um, so that's the first thing I personally would, um, would have tried to only invite the amount of people I guess in my wedding party that I would actually be able to pay for. Um, Cause the thing is like the whole point of like bachelor bachelorette, when it comes down to that aspect, the whole point of like, you know, all the guys chipping in for the bride, uh, for the groom and bridesmaids for the bride is just cause you know, we're, we are spending a lot of money on this wedding and we are, you know, buying you guys gifts and stuff. So it's kind of just like a, hey, thanks for everything. We know you're putting a lot into this. Like, we got you on the bachelor trip. We got you on the bachelorette trip. But in this case, it's kind of like, mm, I mean, <laughs> we're paying our way. I'm really curious as to how much the wedding is costing them just out of their pocket. Um, because I mean, I feel like Mia and I spent a lot of money on on the wedding, and I, I'm just I'm I'm curious, and I know it's probably gonna be since it's all inclusive. I'm assuming they're doing the the hotel and resort is doing everything as far as the food, the drinks and whatnot, it's all in one package. They don't even have to like 
you know, get outside vendors or anything like that. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it, it's tough, bro. Like you're, it's a tough pickle to be in for you. I personally probably would not have done that, put people in a situation like that unless I was willing to pay for something, whether it was like, I am paying for your hotel here. Like I'm going to pay for each of you. Yeah, like you just pay for the flights. Like just pay for the flights to get here. You yeah, know, it's a thousand bucks. Yeah, it's a lot to ask for, but we'll cover your stay. You know, it's an all-inclusive resort. It's a part of our package. But like, it just it it feels like from the outside looking in, and I know nothing about this. It feels like when you look at it, it's like okay, I have to pay for the flight to get there. I have to pay for like all the suits and everything that go into it, right? Like all that, all that stuff. Um, and all the little ancillary things. And then on top of that, you pay for like your actual stay there. It's, it's like, okay. I almost just want to like look at it and be like, how much are y'all paying in comparison to me? Because if I'm paying seven grand basically for four days, six, seven grand for four days, like are y'all paying 50 or are y'all paying 15? Because, like, I view weddings like this. Like, this is y'all's big party. And I'd be kind of curious. Your, your way, is, is Mia there? I'd be kind of curious. Yeah, I, I texted, Bro, I texted yeah, Mia because I was like, I feel like we need her opinion on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Put it, I want to hear this. So I'll okay. give her the story. If you, can you unplug your headphones? Does it work? Hello. She's not waving back. She didn't know. Wait. I'm curious. Can she, can she hear me? You can hear him, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So how much? I'll give you like the rundown of what I'm going through right now. So, by the way, thank y'all for by the way not uh, not having this scenario with your wedding, but because I would have killed David if David had done this. But we have a good friend, uh, all three of us actually, that is getting married, and I got invited to the wedding party, and the wedding is in Jamaica. Okay, which. Good for them. Happy for them. I think that's where they got engaged. Like, that's great. Well, what I've, I got the pricing sent to me, and I'm just going to skip a couple steps because I gave David a little bit of a rundown. Uh, this wedding is next summer, and they were asking for a commitment today in regards to payments for things. I was told that the four nights, all inclusive, not including flights, was about $3,000. Okay. Just, just to stay there. And then I looked at the flights. The flights were about eight to twelve hundred dollars. So I'm like forty five hundred bucks in the hole right off the bat. And I was asking David, like I've heard stories, and my mom's complained to me about certain things like this, where she has friends with destination weddings. But I've heard stories about if you get a certain amount of people there, and like booking in the hotel, like you receive a discounted rate based on like the wedding package and things like that. Like I don't think that's I don't think that's fake. Like I think that's a real thing. So like I'm pissed off because I'm sitting there like, bro, I'm gonna be like, you know, five, six grand in the hole by the end of four days just to like literally be there. And then David brought up the bachelor party, like the bachelor party's gonna be another three, four grand. So I'm like 10 grand in the hole just for like literally your party. Like this is your party. So I'm spent like I'd rather spend four or five grand on a vacation I'm gonna go on. Like I on my own accord, I book what I wanna do. Like, what's your opinion on destination weddings? Like, is my opinion that it's too expensive or like, can you 
Like if you have a friend who like books a destination wedding and you're in a similar spot like me with like, you know, oh, I have to pay this amount to be there and this and that. Like, what's your what's your opinion on those things? Like, I'm sure you've heard of destination weddings, like friends have had them or something like that. Like, what's your opinion? It can be positive or negative. I don't care. Yeah, um, I think it depends on the person. But like, you know, if that's too much money, I think if you're going to have a destination wedding, it's probably the responsibility of the bride and the groom to say, hey, like, this is how much things are going to be. Um, no, she's good. Dude. She sounds if, good. Uh, you know, we understand that this is a lot of money, um, but this is kind of what we're estimating. Obviously, they're not going to be able to give you some firm pricing, but just say, you know, I understand if you can't commit to that, but, you know, we really want you to be a part of our day. So, um, but then, you know, respectfully, you can decline that and just say, hey, like, I'm just not in a financial position to to be able to do that right now, but I do really want to attend and I want to be there to support you. So that's what I would do. Such a nice thing to say. Yeah. I was going to pick up the phone and start yelling at him, but I'll do that instead. <laughs> well, did you already say yes or like? No, no, I didn't. I told I told the person, I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll like, because she wanted a commitment like in a deposit today for something late next summer. I was like, yeah, I, I can't make a, you know, commitment like that today. Like, that's just, that's, I mean, I'll, I'll call and like, there's, in my head, there's no way that if I call like next February and I decide like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll pull the trigger, you know, something happened. I just don't think next February and giving it like, you know, five, six, seven months notice, I'm going to have an issue getting a room, right? Like I just, I can't imagine like one room in that hotel with like a five, six month notice. I can't imagine I need to give them like a 13, 14 month notice. Like that's just, to me, that's just kind of silly. Or am I wrong there? You think it's really that big of a notice? I mean, typically, I would say that <laughs> typically I would say, I mean, like something I'm pretty sure they do something similar to what we did for a hotel nearby is like if you tell them, talk to them like, oh, we have a wedding coming in, blah, blah, blah. They'll hold. You can have a hold like reserve yeah. 10 rooms by this date and i'm pretty sure that date would not be today but it sounds like this is a fancy hotel and they might not do that it's a brand new it's hotel brand new. it's a brand new oh. property they're saying it's not even open yet yeah so they and... might not if it's for something like that that may be like highly sought out they, they might not hold it because they're like why would we hold it when we know people are going to come anyway it's true i mean I don't know. Like it's it's just been I got on, I was like fiery with David. I was like, David, I'm so glad y'all didn't do a destination wedding. My God, like that would have been just I will not be doing one because it's I just feel like it's really inconvenient for a lot of guests. Like people want us to come and celebrate yeah. your day, but at the end of the day, it's like it's about y'all and there's just a financial limit with so many people where it's like I'm and David said, you know, I'm lowballing it with the bachelor party and everything he's expecting. Like I'm 10 grand out of pocket on this for like somebody else's party, like somebody else's day. It's just crazy to me. Like as a mid 20 year old guy to, to ask somebody of that, like that just, I, I said, it's different if you're, <clears throat> excuse me, late thirties, early forties, you know, you've got some money in your pocket. Like that's less excusable. It's still like a question, but like for like <clears throat> mid 20 year old to like cough up 10 grand for a, or something i just i don't know like i'd rather buy a house <laughs> literally that's what you i mean the down payment and everything you could you could buy a house basically with that so and, I, and what i was saying to him was that the the 
he said the par- bridal party is about 12 to 15 yeah, people. 12 to 15 people, yeah. And I'm like, usually when you do destination weddings, unless you're like filthy rich or something, like you keep it pretty small. You don't have just a wedding party, 12 to 15 people. Well, are they rich? It kind of sounds like they got some. No, money. absolutely <laughs> really? not. Because I don't know about not. you, so I want to get your opinion on this. If we were to have a destination wedding, I would, I would feel like if I was having my groomsmen, I would try to pay for as much as their, of their stay as I can. Yeah, if you can. I mean, if I was rich, I would pay for all the wedding party stuff. But, but... at the same time, if I, don't, I feel like if I don't have the money to help out with that, how can I expect... You know, my groomsmen, the bridal party. But you don't expect. That's the thing. You ask, but you, you don't expect. I mean, but you're asking, expecting, like you expect. No, you don't. You I think it's different with the, with it. And it depends on the person, but, you know, with the destination wedding, you have to understand that not everybody's going to be able to afford that. That's just kind of like a given. Yeah. I just. Unless you're entitled. I, I like, I like what, yeah, I like what David's saying because it is like one of those where. Um, it's, I mean, it's to expect that is kind of, I mean, you do, they are asking, but at the same time, like I've heard they're doing a separate thing in town, like locally. So that might be just something that makes much more sense for so many people. I just, I, I'm like frustrated sitting here where I'm like, I know they're not filthy rich. So it's not one of those where it's going to be like, you know, all kinds of craziness. So it's kind of one of those packages. I'm, I'm thinking it's like a package that if you get a certain amount of people there, you get like a discount on this or that. And so I'm, I'm making up conspiracy theories over here. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. But then also think of it from their perspective too. Like if that's where they want to have it, that's their wedding. They're yes. like, what is it in Jamaica? Like, I'm not really going to, to an extent care about everybody else. Cause it's what I want to do. So if yeah. somebody's not going to be able to make it, I mean, this is about me, not them kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. No, it's that's what I'm saying. It's like it's their it's their party. It's their thing. Like it's all about Mm -hmm. them. I just I'm very curious to see as this unfolds because I've already texted a few of the other groomsmen and it's been like, you know, we've it's been pretty unilateral. Like everybody's like, yeah, I don't I don't really know about that. I mean, it's pretty steep because I mean, it is like it's like I mean, to ask to ask somebody for 10 grand basically for. I mean, essentially like five days of vacation or I mean, probably seven days of vacation because we're going to do three or four days of bachelor party and then four days down in Jamaica. It's like, that's a lot of money for vacation. How much did you say it was just for the hotel? Uh, Just under three grand for four nights. That's insane. Like, what is this okay. like? Five star? Yeah, no, it's, like- yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like it's brand, it's brand new, and they said it's all inclusive. And I already went into. I don't, I don't like the all inclusive stuff. <clears throat> that's not, that's not me. I don't, I don't, I don't like all inclusive. I think it's got a. There's limits. There's limits on all inclusive. It's that's not always like all inclusive. What our honeymoon was, and we had our own private pool. We had a butler, like. They and it, a- and it was actually all inclusive. <laughs> all and inclusive. They might need yeah. to change destinations. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just, I came on fiery because I was like, just, this is, I just think it's insane to ask like your friends to, to like participate in something like that. I mean, it's just, I don't know. And I, in a way, not, not to say that like, not to make it seem like as if 
they're selfish, but I feel like when you do something like that, when you're, I want to do this destination wedding and whatnot, it's one of those things you are prioritizing, you know, your wants over who comes. Because I know, like, a thing for me and I when we first started the whole process is, like, we more... Because destination wedding was brought up to us <laughs> by her mom. I'm sure everybody but, has a conversation about it, I'm sure. But the main thing is we prioritized the people we love being there exactly. over the sandy beach and whatnot. Which, well, if I could yeah. redo it, I'd probably have a destination wedding. Yeah, we <laughs> It would be it would be nice, definitely. But I I even was talking to Dave like Mexico is one thing, like Jamaica is a whole other thing. Like if you if you go to Mexico, I think price wise and option wise, like it goes through the roof. But like doing an island, it just like you're so limited in so many ways. But you're absolutely right that, and I think it goes back to David saying like you expect a certain thing, and that's why I don't think it's asking because you're. If you want your friends and loved ones there, really just friends, I would say at this point, because loved ones really have, they're screwed. They have no choice. They have to do it. <laughs> they are screwed. Let's be honest. And, but friends, it's like you're, you're prioritizing and expecting your friends to make that commitment. And it's like, because I mean, you're either choosing to do it yourself or like, I'd be surprised how many groomsmen are going to be down there. Like there might only be out of like eight of us, there might only be like one or two that make it. So I'm just glad I'm not the 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 what's it called the the what, it's not man wolf. of honor. What's the what's it called? What's the top dog called? Best man. Best man. Thank you. The man uh, of honor. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm new to this. The alls was the very first one I was ever a part of. It was the second one. So yeah. The best one. The best one. I'm the best one. I appreciate her opinion, dude. That rocked. Thank you for yeah. your input. Yeah, that'll be awesome. $50, but we can talk about it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, that's, that's all you, bud. That's not me. <laughs> that's awesome. Got to pay, pay for my own wife to be. I love that. She had, a, she had a good opinion. That was good. Yeah, I had I had one of the other guys just call me back. Um, it's Topher, of all people, Topher in this. And so I kind of want to text him and ask him to join, but I think we'll move on from it because we'll get, we'll get a little too in the weeds if we yeah. do that. So I don't want to do that. I just want to say if. If anybody's listening, they're like, oh, wow, Alex is being an asshole, yada, yada. I just, I'd like to say that, you know, I'm not trying to be an asshole about it. I'm not trying to be like, you know, stingy or whatever. I just, just shooting it straight and kind of having a bland conversation about an all encompassing conversation about destination weddings and like what people should consider when they're, when they're talking about it. Cause I think where the destination is, is such a large factor because I mean, the fact that the flights are like 1200 bucks there and back is another thing that's just like, Sweet goodness, that's that's so much money just in flights. Yeah, um, in I'm, I'm, I'm to other areas. I'm just very curious to to see, like, you know, just in general, like how much it costs just to have the wedding, you know, at yeah. a place like that and whatnot. And I wonder, like, comparing and contrasting to like how much we spent for our wedding, you know, I'd be curious, like, okay, realistically, what could we what money after paying the wedding and stuff the venue and stuff would we have left over and obviously we would do the hunt that would be like destination wedding slash honeymoon like so wedding plus honeymoon what what would the numbers look like and like whatnot all that it's just a lot to ask 
a lot to ask of somebody, you know, especially at our age group, you know, it's just a lot to ask. You know, I think it's, yeah. And it, it all depends on where the destination is, right? Like if it was in Puerto Vallarta or something like that, or Mexico city or whatever, I mean, like you just have the competition there is so much stronger that your pricing is going to be way friendlier, but like a place like Jamaica or any Island country, you're just going to struggle because there's only so many options because it's a fucking Island. So you're just going to struggle with like competition. Um, so yeah, man, I, I don't, I don't know. That's a, it's a tough one. Well, I feel you, bro. And you'll make the right decision. I mean, I feel like you Always already made your, you're, I feel like you already made your decision, but you will uh, communicate that. I believe you will communicate that properly. Um, I needed I needed this platform to air it out a little bit. You know, sometimes <laughs> I get on here a little fiery, and uh, I'm curious to take take a um, take. Uh, you text me what's the place called? I have no idea. Like I don't know any. Actually, I do. I do have the place. If we wanted to look it up, I could text that back to you. Um, um and we could we could look it up but yeah i'm I'm gonna make some phone calls to the groomsmen take a take a take a group vote do what everybody's oh. doing and uh and see because i the golf thing is the the trip the bachelor party is what i enjoyed so much about your wedding is that we had so much fun on that bachelor trip and i want to spend more money there because that's like it's like a group fun. thing you know what i mean yeah it's like yeah. fun like it's a group thing but like to spend a lot of money to just be at your wedding, it's like it's a different it's a different deal, right? Like it's just a different deal. And I guess last thing, um, so weddings just because like <sighs> weddings, it, it's hard. It's hard to have a fun wedding, and weddings can be very hit or miss. Um, so imagine you know paying that money for a wedding that wasn't i guess the actual wedding itself wasn't that fun i'm i'm not saying it's not going to be but just throwing that out there but okay I, i'm going to be that person to say like it's fun but at the same time getting drunk at home and getting drunk on a beach in Jamaica, the only difference is that your environment changes. You still feel the same way. Like I'm not gonna have some holy experience being in Jamaica on a beach drunk. Like that's just not gonna happen, right? Like it's you pay that exorbitant amount. Or even I should just say like a wedding, like if I'm getting trashed at some place in Houston or Dallas or whatever, I mean I'm gonna get the same feeling if I'm in Jamaica. It's not like the world changes. That that's that's my idiot, you know, point of view right there. It's just a little extravagant. That's all it is. It's just a little extravagant for a group of people that are, you know, not like, 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 uh, like Mia says, not filthy rich, you know? Yeah. So, one thing if they're filthy rich. Yeah. So, speaking of filthy rich, um, Taylor Swift, man, Mm. Mia Mia did it. I don't Mm. know if I talked about it last time, how obsessive she was over getting these tickets. But Friday, she finally did it. Got them tickets. And I I will say, the hype is real, bro. Really? It's real, yeah. Not even going to cap. 
That was probably one of that's probably one of if not the best best concert I'll probably ever go to in my life. Better than the Drake concert that you paid for when y'all were dating or when y'all weren't even dating, right? You weren't even dating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually saw Drake twice. That was one and then I saw him back in the the Summer 16 tour. And yeah, it it's not even honestly I love Drake, you know, I love me some Drake and but it's not even close, bro. Like really? Taylor Swift. Yeah, Taylor Swift puts on it's, it's stupid how good of a show it is. Like just everything is top notch as you expect, top notch and whatnot. We even had these like wristbands, these little light up wristbands, bro. And depending on the song or whatever, it was like yeah. everybody's it's like I've the drone the videos, thing. Yeah. yeah, the drone thing or whatever. And I'm just like, bro, this is over the top, man. Um and it, the first thing before this concert even started, like just going into the stadium and seeing like seventy thousand people just packed up. I'm like, bro, the Titans can't even get like the stadium packed for for one day for one Sunday. Like and she's doing it three three days. Every city she's doing it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Selling it out. I'm I'm like the only person that could probably do that is Bad Bunny. Maybe. Probably. Like just yeah, probably, them them, no, them two. Like them two. They're the only two people that could probably do that. In the whole world. Yeah, I don't think Drake could do it. I mean, maybe if you had like one of those legendary rock bands, but even then it's probably still not. I no. mean, every city three nights in a row. At their is- at their football and they're playing at their football stadium. Like you packing up yeah, Jerry's world, probably. you're packing up NRG, Mercedes Benz Dome. Like it's insane. Probably, probably not. Yeah, it, it would have to be I mean, Bad Bunny would be close, but yeah, Taylor Swift is, yeah, dude, just on a different level. I mean, if Drake's not going to do it, then, I mean, there's, and Drake yeah, like, would do it three nights now. No, Drake's barely doing two nights in arenas, like, you know what I mean? Like, Toyota yeah. Center, that's, that's probably half, maybe not even half of the football. If you go arena, entertainers, yeah. though, I think Kevin Hart could probably sell some stadiums like that yeah I, I i never i never really thought too far into the comedy music wise i think so yeah music wise the comedy i i really don't know the the scale like you said maybe a kevin yeah i could see a kevin hart maybe kevin but i don't know about consistently like doing like a tour her. yeah it's stupid um but yeah it was probably a great concert honestly there uh it was funny because we got floor seats. And by the way, if you're a short person, floor seats, they're not what they're cracked up to be. I'm going to tell you right now. Um, you can't really see anything because um, you're on the really? floor. Because <laughs> yeah. you're on the floor and you're you short. Any, you and, elevation advantage. And everybody else is tall. <laughs> Everybody's too. Everybody else is tall. Um Especially if you're Hispanic, everybody else is definitely taller than you. <laughs> so um, it's kind of funny. We actually finessed our way to um, like the first deck, like straight ahead from the stage. We we kind of went up to get some food and stuff, and 
me and I were talking. We we're like, man, we need one of these seats right here. Like, this is perfect. I'm like, man, because I think at the time, like, uh, what was Taylor performing? I think it was like Love Story or something. So everybody was hype. You know, one of her bops, you know, everybody's all jumping around, standing up, jumping around. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, all right, all we got to find, all we got to do is just find some dumbos that like they're just there for the concert they're not really they don't care what's going on around them they're just trying to see taylor swift and we could just sneak in there and just be like hey yeah we're here i don't know why we're jam-packed i don't know who's not supposed to be here but hey we're here Woo, we belong yeah. classic so <laughs> so we we go i follow mia's lead because I, I suck at shit like this so i follow mia's lead we're going down the stairwell and then she, i'm like oh my god is this gonna work she finds a row and then she like, I just follow her into the row. She goes and then we find a spot where two seats were empty. And I'm just like, crap, dude. Like, what if they're just like in the bathroom or something? The dude next to me, sitting next to me, is like some older dude. He's a husband. Like his wife brought him there and he's kind of drunk already. He's like, dude, he turns to me, dude, you finally made it, man. Like. What took y'all so long? I was wondering why these seats were empty this whole time. And I just kind of looked at me like, dude, we just hit the jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, like, how the hell did we find the two seats that were unoccupied that nobody was in? And then, the husband and wife that fought on the way there and decided not to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. I was like, man, somebody must have gotten in a bad argument, bro. Yeah, bro. But, I mean, everything was on point. The whole scenery the she so, had a big... yeah what was what what's so huge about this because she came to houston and it was nuts i mean nuts yeah how many people went what is it like is it the music is it i mean i know the stage and she changes like 10 or 12 different outfits or whatever performs for like three hours like i know all Dude, that like hold what up was hold it? up that was the thing i didn't know that going into there the the actual the guy next to me told me he's like Hey, bro, you're going to have to sit down a little bit because 44 songs, bro, this is a marathon. And I looked at him like, wait, what? Dude, yeah, she bro. she performed. She started at 8 o'clock. She didn't finish till close to midnight, bro. That's For, so that's that's one. Imagine like seeing almost four hours of your favorite performance. Drake just like performed for four hours or you know, just anybody. You, Lil Wayne performed for four hours. That just doesn't happen. That's one. Um but for me, uh, just it, everything, it, like the guy next to me was saying, he's like, everything is premium. You got the whole, the whole visuals, the, um, this, the backdrop of the stage. It's like some weird, like, honestly, if I was high, if I would have been high, bro, I would have been like, whoa, whoa, dude. I would have been yeah. like, dude, how did that that stage there were lights there and now it's like oh, opening it's it's like opening it's like and it's opening up and like there's firework and crap and there was one transition where literally like a hole opened up in the stage and it didn't look that big it looked big enough to where she would like step on it and it would bring her down like a like a normal stage platform i guess you could say a little elevator Bro, she like straight up dove in there and I was like, oh shit, wait, whoa. She dove in there and then it was like kind of cool because it like the stage had um 
obviously the LED screens as well. It was like her swimming or something like to the back of the stage. I don't know. It was, it was trip, a little trippy, but yeah, the band band was fucking excellent. Uh, one thing I really liked and enjoyed is the fact that there's no backing tracks or anything. Everything is live. Um, mm. every, every sound you heard was straight. Like she had everything she needed in the band. She had the synths, she had the piano, she had a uh, drummer, guitarist everything she even had the backup singers you know a lot of times these acts they'll have like backing tracks because they need the backup vocals at least to come out but she actually had like backup singers doing the backup vocals everything you heard somebody was doing so that was really nice too um yeah man i just every everything you could have been to yeah I, I can't even cap. It made me realize too. I, I mean, I like Taylor Swift, but it made me realize I don't know any of her new stuff. I haven't listened to her in a while because a lot half the songs I was just sitting there like, hmm, I don't know this. I don't know I, that. I know. I know uh, enough Taylor Swift. Definitely, I wouldn't, you know, pay the premium to go see her. But I think after hearing the reports of like every single person saying it's one of the best concerts they've ever been to. You wouldn't believe the atmosphere. She did all this, the stage, the sound. I mean, when you hear it enough, it's like, it's almost like you get like that small sense of FOMO where it's like, okay, I kind of want to experience this because it's such an experience. So I don't regret not taking the opportunity to go. Certainly. I mean, I don't, I don't regret that at all, but I do see like, Okay, like this is this is impressive. Like T Swift going off. I love that for her. Hey, maybe next tour, you know, you got you a little a little baddie on your side and she's she's a Swifty and you're like, you know what? Let's go. Let's be honest, I wanna, I wanna... Is there any girl that doesn't like Taylor Swift? Like, let's be honest. Like even a little well, bit. Well well, I mean, likes yes, there, but there for this you, you gotta like her a certain amount to you can't just like, oh, I like her. Yeah, sure, I'll go to a concert. No, you can't do that for Taylor Swift because you got to put in a little effort to actually yeah, get bro. there. How was uh, your fit, bro? Did you get a did you get a special T Swift fit? No, nah. so it was it was chilly, bro. And uh, and Mia bought some merch. She bought a hoodie, dude. It was a nice hoodie. Nice. I put it on because I was like, hey, I'm cold, bro. It's a little chilly up in here. It was nice, good quality hoodie. Even the merch on point, man. I was like, man, I, I like this hoodie, bro. It feels good, soft. Get you a blonde Sheesh. wig. No, bro. Dang, bro. <laughs> I love that for you. Yeah, I've only heard good things coming out of that. So um, I, I'm not surprised to hear that. I'm glad you had a good time. It's, it's, it's one of the better ones I've heard recently, for sure. One of the better concert tours. I'm not sure there will be anybody that can top it. Uh, Bad Bunny might be another one that's up there, but I mean, Taylor Swift, dude, is, I mean, she's eternal. Like she has, she has reached that point like Drake. And I mean, I hate to say Kanye because he's controversial, but you know, Kanye, Jay-Z, the Beatles, Aerosmith, ACDC, like these kinds of bands. I mean, Taylor Swift is in that discussion. George Strait. I mean, across all these genres and Taylor Swift is one that comes up because she has reached that point. I mean, she has 
how many different types of genre of music, man? I mean, and how many different number ones and how long has she been on the charts? And it's crazy how long she's been doing it too. I didn't realize yeah, exactly. it. Dude. <laughs> Cause like Mia's younger sister obviously likes Taylor Swift, but I'm like, dude, you weren't even born by the time. Like, cause she was saying like, dude, fearless, fearless. 2004. She was like, fearless sucks. And I'm just like, I sounded, I started sounding like <laughs> disappointed in myself, bro. You know, those, those old people that always say like, nah, they're older. Man, that artist, their older stuff was so much better. Like, yeah, that's become me. I'm like, bro, come on. Taylor Swift's older stuff was goat goaded. Cause she's all like, Oh no, the news, like pretty much the top albums are like the most recent albums. I'm like, bro, you weren't even born when these albums were coming out how would you even know and then i was like i had to catch myself like damn david you're getting old brother when you start telling when you start telling youngins how like man you weren't even born how would you even know how good that was <laughs> sheesh but yeah it's one of those four dude she was 15 she's been going like a just choo-choo train ever since bro that's workhorse too man dude i couldn't imagine all the all the dancing and everything she's doing four hours three nights in a row bro like next city next city next city next city everybody's a new new person like that's what always gets me about artists man that do this kind of stuff is i mean they just every single person that sees you it's like Kobe used to talk about this too. It's like that could be their one and only opportunity and their first ever opportunity to see you. So you have to perform every single time. And I love Kobe Bryant for that because Kobe Bryant was like, I played every game I could because you never know the kid that saved up his allowance for a year just to sit in the nosebleeds to watch me play one time. And that range true for anybody who performs, athletes or musicians or comedians, anything. So bro to put on a show like that consistently week after week after week night after night for three and a half hours because imagine if she goes all these all these towns all these cities and everything plays all this and then slowly like towards the end she starts playing like three hours two and a half hours two hours like that then you're not giving the same quality that you gave the first people so you have to keep up that that same train like that show you saw she does over and over i don't even know how many i wonder how many booking she has for that what was the name of the tour uh the the eras tour eras as in like era eras um yeah no she's still gonna be going for a few more months i know she's at least going through august bro march 17th to august 9th yeah 52 shows Mm mm-hmm Bruh, 52 shows. That's insane. And it's wow. funny because uh, her, man. That's awesome. so she has a set list, 44 songs, and in every city, for not even every city, every show, she does two surprise songs. So two different songs every time. And she was talking about how she's getting to the point now where she like she doesn't want to repeat a song, but she's starting to lose track of like, all right, what songs have I done so far so that way I don't repeat one of the surprise songs or something? So, I mean, it, it, it's a... Ticket prices, bro. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, they're I, crazy. I you, get, you get stage side and you're talking... I'm looking at this one in 
This is East Rutherford, New Jersey. It's worth a Jamaica trip. (laughs) And it's for field 14, row one. It's just like barely, if you're looking at the stage, it's left side, like right there, primo spot, 18K. You go like very stage front, like front, front side. Yeah, you do first row, 18K. And then you do 13th row is 5K. That's crazy, man. I mean, I it's worth it. I mean, if you're if you're one of those people that loves well, Taylor Swift eight, like that, I don't know about eighteen k. I don't know about all I mean, that. Again, it goes back to if you got it, you got it. I guess, right? <laughs> I guess, you, know? Right? Like, you know what I mean? Shit, the nosebleeds yeah. are eighteen hundred. So you, if you got it, you got it. Yeah, um, you got it. Just like uh, me on the golf course, bro. I think bro, you got, got it. I think I kind of got it a little bit. So where did? How did you end up on the golf course? What was this? Uh, I saw buddy. Yeah, a buddy of mine invited me the other day. He was just kind of texting me. I could tell he wanted to hang, do something. He's like, oh, I'm about to go golf course. I'm like, for real? You know, I ain't doing nothing. I mean, it was kind of. I was supposed to be doing chores, but. (laughs) Classic married man. Love that. I was like, what's up, man? I'm I'm down to go play some golf. I'm like, as long as it's not too expensive, man, I'm down to go play some golf. Yeah, and the main thing, too, it was such a nice day over here. It was, like, gorgeous, like, just perfect day, perfect Can't weather, whatnot. So it. I was like, shit, why not? And, you know, it was pretty funny because um, we had, it was us two, and then we had one other guy playing with us, uh, random, um, some older gentleman, like, retired older yeah. gentleman. Classic. And I'm just like, ah, oh, great. Now I got to actually like make sure I somewhat kind of know what I'm doing in a way. Bro. First hole. <laughs> off the tee, my first shot. Fucking shanked it, bro, like a line drive. But I'm not talking about a high line drive. I'm talking about a line drive. And there was a dude standing right there. And... I swear there was a it hit straight off a tree. Like I hit ding straight into a tree, just bounced off the tree back into the fairway. I swear if that tree wasn't there, that guy's head was coming off. I was getting that guy's head like I was gonna hit that guy's head off if that tree wasn't there on oh the first God. on the very first shot. And I was just like and the thing is it it went so fast that they were already starting to yell, like, you know, four but if that tree wasn't there, like it would have been too late. Like he was getting hit by the time anybody said anything. Um, so I was like, oh my God, this is a very atrocious start. Um, but little by little, I kind of started getting it together a little bit. Um, just couldn't put together some consistent, good quality shots. Uh, I would say the first nine, bro, I was a beast on that green, bro. Just give me that putter. I was a beast. Even the old guy was like, man, David, you you get on that green, man. You're dangerous. I was like, yeah, the problem is just getting on the green. If I could just yeah. get on the green sooner, <laughs> yeah. you know, that would be nice. Then the back nine, I was doing better on getting on the green, but now I'm getting, you know, my head's all big now. So now my putting game ain't that good. <laughs> And so, <laughs> and so it, it's just, it, it was cool. It was just, uh, 
it was a cool experience. My my buddy, he's very. It was just funny seeing him. Like he he decently plays a good amount of golf. Um, and you know when he would he would get like a double bogey or something, he would just be so upset. Like, oh my god, what is wrong with me? I fucking suck. And I'm just like, dude, like, chill out, bro. It's all good. We got a lot of game left to play. I'm like, it's only the seventh hole, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> we got a lot of game left to play, brother. Yeah. And um, it was funny, though. He, he's a good hype man. Anytime I had, like, a really, really solid hit, he'd be like, oh, my God, David. Oh, my God. That shit is beautiful. Fucking beautiful. That's right. And I was like, oh. I was like, finally, geez, man. And then I'll follow it up with fucking shitty just just a fart either just shitty shitty shot but yeah shot 126 man and legit too not not you know you could do a lot of bsing on the on the golf course like oh that. we're just we're just gonna we're gonna drop it here you know there was only one hole where because the river was right next to us i hit it i hit it pretty good it was pretty long but i shanked it right right into the like river area (laughs) and so and so um we all kind of did so we did a provisional we all just redid the first shot yeah that's how it works i I shanked it again into the to the river (laughs) i was like god leave bro oh my god and so he was just like man we just kind of like guesstimated where it was where it started heading out it's like just drop the ball there that was the only hole really um but i was a consistent no matter what the par was i'm shooting per hole i'm averaging seven like set i it'll be a par three i'll shoot seven it'll be a par five i will shoot seven i am consistently shooting seven no matter what par (laughs) out of consistency in your game i'm proud of you that's good but yeah, there was a one shot I did. Uh, it was like kind of the fairway with the which one's the P? What's the, what's the, the, P, the pitching wedge? Yeah, pitching wedge. Where it was kind of like a magical thing in a way, and I thought it would continue on, but it didn't. But in the middle of my swing, I kind of felt as if. I sensed, I felt it like the club and I felt everything I was doing wrong. And in the middle of the swing, I, I adjusted it instantly and I felt it and then hit it. And it was just like a perfect shot. And I was like, yeah, David, I think we figured it out. I think that was it feeling. That's the feeling that gets you coming back. And I I think we're going to turn this around. And then it went a little better. It went a little better, but ultimately, the putting game. I think it all came down to me getting in my own head about my putting game. Because in the first nine, I was automatic. Back nine, forget about it. So did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was cool. It was was a nice time. That's a nice time. I've taught um, a number of people. It's funny. I'm actually like I've taught four or five of our friends uh, recently. Like you know, they they are now recently getting to the point where they're breaking a hundred, getting closer, low nineties, getting into the eighties, that kind of thing. And I've got a new wave of people coming in that are like Alex. I've, you know, Michael's a a good example. He's been on the podcast a couple times before, and he got his clubs and he's like, you know, trying to book a tea time with me this week. And 
you know, it's he's one of the new guys. And I've got, I think, two two other guys that are like, yeah, man, let's, let's go out there. I'm trying to learn, like, teach me this, teach me that. My dad always told me to be helpful in business. And I never listened. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll take you out, man. Like, we can, we can play. But I always ask the same question. It's, it's funny you talk about golf. I don't think I've ever gone through like a golf round with you on the podcast so that's there's a first for everything you talking about your golf round we, uh, we i might played. have talked about a few golf no we've played together i'm saying like me on the podcast saying like oh i i played and i this is what i did and i did that like i don't think i've ever walked through but well because I, 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 I probably wouldn't have totally understand it until now now after playing a whole 18 i, I would i would understand what you're you're fully what you were explaining slash slang yeah. saying um uh, but I don't think we did a whole eight, ever did a whole eighteen. No, no, we didn't. Like we maybe did just did half the nine. Yeah, um, I think we quit out a little early because. But even we doing, went to go do something else or whatever it was. But nobody. But even I mean, then, it was so it was, funny. Nobody took it serious. Like back. Yeah, that's the thing. Because it, it, it was just us two. But like yeah. on this one, once the third guy Rando came in, I was like, "Oh shit, okay, this is this is gonna yeah, you gotta yeah, we gotta be serious." And I'm just like, yeah. "It's all good. I'm an athlete. It's what I do." There was there was one sport, there was bad. one hole. I'm dude. If I would have hit par on this, bro, I would have came up in this podcast like, "What motherfucker? I hit par on par shot four. Par, but yes, shot par on the par four. Yeah, but this is you know." When I started getting big headed about my putting, first night on the on the front nine, I would have I would have hit this putt somehow, some way. I don't know why. I, I just it was a little lengthy, but not too long. But I was just hitting them. But then, yeah, I just the putting went to shit. Like I was literally putting for par, and then I just like. Mm went way over the and then went way door. over again oh, and then went, and then oh, just the four putts too short you know ended up at seven of course of course that that was like i was just like of course i'm gonna end up at seven yeah it's a it's a fun sport too that's what i tell everybody is everybody's so concerned about what am i shooting and this and that i'm like first of all nobody's ever you're never going to compete for anything like truly for money like i've played in solo tournaments um more recently than i'd like to admit and you know scramble tournaments and things like that and it's it's a it's different man like you it's not fun that way it's it's just it's different it's uh it's it's more serious there's like the rules are more strict um because like you you do like you play by a certain set of rules and so i always tell everybody like did you have fun? Yes or no? If it's a no, then okay, don't don't play again. But if you did, I just focus on that because you're never going to play for money. Um, you know, if you do, it's going to be fun bets between your friends, but it's more important that you have fun because you're not going to get better if you don't have fun. Like if you didn't have fun, you're not enticed to go back out there again. And golf is a game that I've played for uh, 21 years now and i mean it's still one of those things that as long as i enjoy going out there that's all that matters to me because like i'll shoot you know 75 or i'll shoot 85 or i'll shoot 95 like you know it's just depending on the day and depending on what i'm doing so it's i was the king of ground balls too i was like, yeah dude it's hey and, and every as long as you have that one shot dude that's all that matters you have that one shot where you pure it and it feels great and you hit it the right way and you're like that's what I'm here for. Like, that's what everybody comes back for is that one. Honestly, shot. at first I was like, man, why the fuck? I'm like, oh, I would hit it and it'll just be a ground ball. And I'm just like, 
and it goes to second baseman. He throws it to the first baseman, yeah. and the yeah. batter's out. <laughs> but after a little bit, I was like, man, honestly, because it wasn't like a slow ground ball. It was like a pretty hard ground ball. Yeah. Like it got some distance. It would carry itself. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, man, as long as it's like going straight in the right direction, you know, I ain't too mad about these ground balls. Exactly. I mean, it's better than me it's shanking they, it in another they direction. How, they ask you how many, not how, bro. That's what they say. But I did. I, I couldn't ever find like on those like. Uh, I, I guess I don't know what the terminology is called, but just to get the ball up, like loft. just get get that you loft. Get the carry. You can get the loft on it. Yeah, even though it's light. funny because I I would try so hard like to intentionally. It's another thing is the baseball in me. I was I they my buddy kept telling mm-hmm. me you keep jabbing at it, like you keep jabbing at the ball. And I'm like, yes, boy, I hit home runs. What you expect, fool? <laughs> Yeah, but I was just like trying so hard every time I got in the situation to like, let me try to get under. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to get under it so that way it can it. like, yeah. kind of, it could kind of have its little. Yeah, yeah. No, but every time, every I hit, every every guy I've taught has played baseball, so everybody tries the same thing, man. They're all the same. And it's funny because I would, I'm like, I'm trying to get under it so that way it can mm-hmm. get a little loft. And I still hit a ground ball, and I'm just like, bruh. But I think the main thing is just like I always, I always took my head off the ball. That is a big thing. Yeah, yeah. No, what I see with every baseball player, and I don't like to talk too much golf. I mean, I could, I could, I could tell you so many stories and all this, but uh, the big thing I see with all baseball players is they, similar to a baseball swing, when you when you go in your your back swing, and I'll say like a baseball swing and you're swinging through with a bat, you're accelerating, right? Like you're accelerating as fast as you can. You plant, you step forward, you plant that foot, you rotate and you swing like a motherfucker. You swing hard. In golf, it's different. In golf, you're not pushing the club speed. Like you do, but it's only after developing the form. Like I'm, as of the last couple of years, starting to increase how much harder I swing at the ball because I've naturally got the regular like motion. So I'm going to catch it the right way. But in the beginning, you got to swing slow. Like you're, you're, the club does a lot of work for you. It's not a wooden bat. It bends. Like it's, it's, it's a metal shaft. It bends. It, you're, and I always tell everybody, you know, old men play this sport and they shoot in the seventies. Like they don't do that because they're swinging hard. They do that because they're, they're swinging consistent. They swing smooth. They let the club do the work. They don't want to wake up tomorrow with back pain. So they don't swing very hard. They swing smooth. And if you watch me swing, like I've had, a lot of people tell me like I have a very smooth, very slow swing because I just don't swing very hard. I've also used my dad's driver and my dad's clubs forever. My dad's clubs are, you know, senior flex clubs or they're super flex. So basically, so like if I'm like, it's like a pool noodle basically when I swing it. So I swing super slow and it's, and I hit it a decent ways. I mean, I can push 300 if I want to, but I don't really try to um, because I just, I have a lot of reasons, but I mean, that's, that's the thing in the game that I see with a lot of golf, a lot of baseball trying to play golf. And what was my problem with my brother who played at A&M was he would accelerate so much with his hands through the swing. And that's like that chopping at the ball. And you're trying to swing, you're trying to swing like a baseball bat. And like, that makes sense because it would make sense, but a baseball bat doesn't bend like a golf club does. And so a golf club bends. And if you're trying to accelerate that bend doesn't work the right way. So you just have to work with the club. 
different than you would a baseball bat. So, and similarly, you know, with a baseball bat, it's round. So you're not going to have loft like you do with clubs. So you don't need to pick the ball up like you would in baseball because it's not a rounded thing. It's, it's already got the, the grooves and the bend to it to do the, the loft, to do this carry for you. So you just kind of swing every club very similarly. You don't, you don't really try and pick anything up. If you're trying to pick something up, you just need to pick a club up with more loft. More, more, more bend, more flat. So it, it's it catches the ball and goes higher. That's I mean I could give you a hundred golf lessons, but it it's not any good as long as you're just having fun. That's all that matters. Like you'll pick up the game as you go. Yeah, I notice on those like wedge shots and whatnot. Um, you know, if you have if you hit it good, you get a good shot. You get like the perfect amount of like yeah. dirt on it. And the thing was, I was like, okay, I keep hitting these ground balls. I'm not getting under it. I'm like, but I'm not, it's cause probably cause I'm not going down enough. Cause I'm, I'm like, I don't want to hit the ground. And so I'm like, all right, I'm potentially go a little lower, go a little, lower, go a little too low. And then <laughs> freaking like run straight into the ground essentially. And then the ball I, goes like yeah. two inches. I will watch people. And I've seen it so many times. Like people like, it, it's so funny. I've played so many times in so long that people will look at me and laugh and be like, I bet you've never seen that. I'm like, oh, I've seen just about everything you can see, brother. I've watched people with a 60 degree or a sand wedge, like a 56 or a pitching wedge where it's that super lofted, like real flat club. Mm-hmm. And they'll swing and try and get under it. And they will, they'll go and it'll be in rough and they'll go literally under the ball. They won't even hit the ball. The ball like pop up and then drop back down. And it'll pop up and drop back down like because they go literally right underneath the ball and it's like they'll start laughing and i'm like i mean yeah but that's because you're trying to dip and get under it when you're holding a fucking 60 degree club that 90 degrees is flat 60 degrees is pretty damn near flat like you don't really need to get under it brother if you make contact that shit's going to the sky like that's just what it's going to do it's not going to go straight <laughs> it's going to go yeah. up so that's it's it's funny to watch people learn and you know, I try and help where I can, but at the end of the day, like I, I never play with people. Um, and I don't know if your buddy's like this, but you said like he gets really frustrated when he scores double and he like starts getting fussy. Like I don't really play with people like that anymore because I've played with a lot of people like that. And then when I do tournament play, it's not, it is like, there's a lot of that and it's just too tense for what I'm out there for. I'm out there for the sunlight. I'm out there to enjoy the grass. I'm out there to like play a little bit of golf, you know, enjoy the boys. So people who get fussy, I'm like, you're not going to win any money. And then also like, we're here for fun. Like, yeah, practice come out on your own. Yeah. He didn't do that the whole time. It was just random. That's good. Those, those, it was just random for people. It's just random, like spots. I, he's like kind of low key. You wouldn't think about it. Cause he's like a super nice guy. I think, but his wife always talks about how he's like super competitive and whatnot. And so I think it was when like, the old guy on the holes where the old guy would do decently well. And he kind of yeah. shit the bed. I think that's when it, it would get, cause he would make a comment. Man, this 70 year old could drive it far. Man, what is wrong? I mean, like, so I think it was just like the few times the old guy did better than him. He, he's kind of competitive like that. I, I was walking the other day and I was, I was trying to just bounce around some holes and get some practice. And I came across a Scottish guy who was playing and I decided to play with him a little bit. And he kind of pushed me a little bit because he's one of, he was a little bit of an older guy. I mean, 50s, 60s. And 
remember we're on the I think it was par four or five, and he put it put it down the center. I literally thought to myself, I'm gonna show this motherfucker what's up. And I like I pieced out there. It was like a 290 drive, but it peeled off right. So it wasn't in the fairway. And I like was kicking myself because I'm like, brother, why why are you letting this this fucker get in your head? Like <laughs> play the damn game. Like don't don't try and do anything you can't do. Because that's what happens is people think it's like, oh, I'm gonna be competitive and push the limit, but it's like really the game is you versus the course. It's not you versus anybody else. Like if you can control you, then you'll have fun and you'll do well. So but yeah, I could go. I could go for hours on golf, man. And then you watch those guys on professional uh, on TV, and it's like, holy shit, dude! How do they do that? Like, I don't get it. I think next time, I'm gonna attempt to just like not do all the extra. Like, I I know it's necessary, but like you know how sometimes you kind of like measure the shot, and then you do a little. Okay, this is how I'm gonna do it. All right, now come up to the ball, and then. You know, do a little practice swings. Yeah, I think I think next time I'm gonna see how it goes, just as an experiment. I'm not gonna yeah. think about it. I'm right. just gonna I'm just gonna go up there and just like fall, just be one with the ball. Your head is your worst enemy in golf, dude. Your head is your worst enemy. Like, and the funny thing is, I only really did it just because honestly, sometimes I didn't even know what I was really doing or looking at. I just see everybody else doing it. I'm like, all right, maybe I should like look like i know uh, what i'm doing uh, and then sometimes i was like i was like man just give me that damn golf club yeah dude <laughs> works works dude and it's good i mean i've as long as you're having fun that's all that matters because over time like like everybody wants to get good tomorrow like i was playing with a guy that was so funny i was playing with a guy who bought uh brand new he's a new player and he went out and got the brand new sim driver and the sim club spent like three grand on all these clubs man's trying to like break him over his knee by the fourth hole and i'm looking at him like what did you expect did you expect like you go spend all this money on clubs and all of a sudden you'd be good bro it's like i've been playing for 20 plus years and i'm still just average like i'm not any good so like if i if i really buckle down and play serious like i i can shoot in the 70s but it's like i mean i'm not i'm never probably i'm probably and i'm confident in saying never going to break 70 like that's that is so difficult because of the mental like strength it takes for four hours to consistently play like that is like you're saying consistent shot to shot consistent for hours every single like every putt every chip every drive every every you gotta think about every shot and where it's gonna land it so i'm confident in saying i'll never break 70 and in order to ever make any money you have to break 70 consistently so like it's silly to me that people think like oh, i'm gonna buy all these new clubs and be great it's like dude you're at best you're gonna be average but average is good enough in this sport it was funny i would have like a really good shot and then like two holes later my buddy would be like all right this you're gonna want to take this it's like you're gonna want to hit it like you did on that other hole like you did in between <laughs> the trees like but yeah. towards the middle right there and i'm like oh yeah that's great advice like hey shoot it like you did on your best shot of the day just repeat yeah. that and it's funny because i kind of made fun of him i was like oh yeah thanks bro you know let me just redo my best shot maybe if i could do that every time i'll be fucking better you know what i mean like I, if I've, I got could, a, I've, I got a, I've got a gripe with people that teach their friends man i've got a serious gripe like with but he he, he he yeah he wasn't trying to um obviously i needed to know like i didn't know what clubs to use on what position no yeah, idea so obviously he was that and then for a little bit 
I mean, he, he told me, he's like, Hey, if I'm ever bothering you, like, just let me know. I don't, I don't want to be that guy. That's like, and I'm like, nah, bro. Like you're actually giving me good, you know, feedback, you know, when my yeah. feet, my foot, I don't know that my foot, my body isn't straight and aligned, you know, like yeah. when you tell me to keep my head down, it's like, crap. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't keeping my head on, you know, keeping my head down, but um, it's funny because I kind of made fun. I was like, man, yeah, whatever. Yeah, let me do my best shot again. Okay. And then it's funny. I just like this guy here. And I did it. And it was like, oh, shit. I did do it again. He was like, oh, my God, Dave. He's like, that's it. And I was like, bomb. damn, I did it again? Yeah. I was like, let me go fuck up this uh, putt real quick then. Yeah. <laughs> No, I got a gripe with people that teach their buddies, man, because a lot of them, like, I mean, just the quick example is that guy I was playing with that I told you about the clubs. He had a, it was a foursome, and it was my buddy, uh, Miguel, who you know, and uh, and then those two. And I was kind of giving Miguel, he was new, I was giving him some pointers, and I was, like, pointing out some things. And really, in the beginning, like, I think the most important thing that you can tell with friends that are trying to give pointers is, like, even the first few holes, they're giving you pointers. like don't listen to that guy like don't listen to that guy because if he's giving you a pointer after your like third or second shot second or third or even fourth shot like don't listen to that guy like i i always give everybody like a couple of holes like you know i get like an idea of their swing like what they're trying to do and then i get their pro because you'll try and fix something that's not broken like somebody will tell you oh you're picking your head up or oh you're shifting your weight or this and then all of a sudden you're thinking about that the entire round and it's fucking with you and so it's important that they sit there and they like watch you for a couple holes fuck up like and you keep making mistakes keep and then you can see the consistent mistake and then you fix that little mistake. And I always I try and give everybody like two to three tips around max like I don't I don't I never try and give anybody like a full redo because I think that will just screw you up and you won't have fun. and You'll be worried about it thinking about it all this and it takes away from the fun man just have fun. That's all that matters. Just have fun. Yeah the thing, the thing was I just kept doing the same thing over and over again yeah so it was kind of like a reminder like hey keep your head down it's like crap. exactly that's perfect crap, i love that i'm glad you enjoyed it that's all that matters anywho great sport. Uh, yeah for some real sports out here not like that i meant no i didn't mean it like that i meant like okay. real at okay. real athletes not like athletes. you know okay. like professionals not us uh you know sliced apples athletes over here um yeah, dude, LA up. Lakers, just real quick. Lakers up 2 1. Game four tonight in LA. I think we both know how this is going. AD is going to be a shell of himself. He's going to be kind of yep. hidden. Yep. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go to game five in Golden State. You know, I, I, think, I, I think I could put the bank. I'll put my, my house, my new house that I haven't even closed on. I'll put, I'll put that on Anthony Davis unders under 25 and a half points. I think I'll, I'll do that. Cause I like them. I like him this game. I think, I think he's, uh, he has been up and down every single game. He's been the definition of inconsistency. We just got to finish talking about golf and that's funny, but he has been incredibly inconsistent. However, I think they need to win tonight in order to win the series. Like if they don't win, Game four, they go back to Golden State and they Golden State will close it out. They'll lose. I mean, it's just it's it's I, I can't see any other way that they would win. Uh, game seven would be at Golden State, 
So even if they go game seven, I don't see them winning. Golden State is horrible, has been horrible all season on the road. I got to think they're going to break this slump. They have to. I mean, LeBron knows how important this game is, this game four. If they go up 3-1 and they go to Golden State, they can lose game five, and I'd be okay with that because I picked them in six. But I think they have to win this game. If they lose this game and they go back to Golden State, they will lose game five, and then that's too much of a task right there to, to, I mean, to, to try and win the next two. I just don't think he can. So I, I want to say the Lakers are going to win tonight. I don't know if Anthony Davis is going to have a big game, but it's I've been saying it forever. I think the only way they win is if Anthony Davis has big games. But it could be one of those D'Angelo Russell, AR-15, Rui Hachimara, LeBron assisting kind of games. Um, I'm, I, I'm... I, I think for their playoff run, though, if he, if he does well tonight, it's going to bode well for their long-term chances to actually win a championship. I'm waiting for the game where LeBron like just goes beast mode. That's what I'm really waiting for. Because I feel like it has to it's gotta be coming soon because he hasn't done it yet. So it's like when is he gonna go just you know, sports center first thing on there, LeBron James goes for forty five in a classic, you know, LeBron esque performance. You know, that kind of just domination and just performance. Um, yeah, it, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. I uh, wonder what, game, what time the game starts. 9 p.m. Central Time. Uh, 10 o'clock. God damn it. Yeah, I'm not watching. <laughs> I'm not watching that. Uh, watch it's a, it. it is a struggle over here in Eastern Time, bro. These game 10 o'clock game start, bro, I'm... I'd be lucky to even stay awake to catch the first half, much less the whole game. And it's funny, I saw a TikTok of some guy complaining about it. Like, man, these fucking games started at 10 o'clock. And then watch, I stay up, get no sleep, and it's a blowout. It sucks. But the second I go to sleep, it's, it's the game of the century. Best game ever. <laughs> and I was just like, true. It's exactly the struggle over here. But, I mean... I, 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 my key here, my key to this to this series for me, if, from what I've been watching, is Anthony Davis staying in the paint and getting rebounds. Like, every time AD stays in the paint, gets boards, doesn't allow second chance points, and is able to produce fast breaks, I think the Lakers win. Like, he doesn't have to put up 30. He just has to be efficient in his field goal percentage, like, decently efficient i mean it was seven to ten in the first game that would be great 70 percent, but 55 60 percent efficient not turn the ball over and get rebounds if anthony davis can do that there is nobody on the warriors that can compete with him in the paint like there is no player that it should be or is as dominant as he is in the paint so if he can do that i don't think it's needed that he has 30 i think it's just them controlling the pace of the game and dictating the style of the game and I'll go back to what I always say about the Warriors, which is if you can beat them with dictating the style of the game and not playing their style of game, which is three ball, I think you can win. So I don't think it's a 30-point necessity. I think it's more like a 15 boards would be – I'd, I'd rather have 15 boards and 30 points from him because I think that's going to that's gonna make a bigger impact on the overall game. 
Um, Because LeBron can give you 35, but he can't give you 35 if he's working extra hard on the defensive end and trying to get rebounds and all that sort of thing, fast breaks, whatever, second chance points. I mean, that's, you got to, I mean, he can give you 35 if it's easy 35, not a hard 35. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess we'll see. Um, You know, the Nuggets, Suns tied up, or is it, yeah, they tied up the series last night. 2-2, Two two, um, uh, Celtics, Sixers, two two as well. Well, Houston Harden showing up forty two again know. last night. Mm-mm-mm. And then uh, what's that. the other series? There's one more I'm forgetting. Yeah, you about. got the Knicks and the Heat, bro. Oh, the Knicks and the Heat. Um, I wouldn't bro, be surprised if the Heat. Series. I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat go to the finals at all. Um, I told you that last podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I said, who's going to beat him? Like, who who in the East is oh. going to beat him? It's, it's, it's not going to be the Knicks, so it has to be 76ers or the Celtics. I mean, one of the two. And I take, I take the heat, dude. Oh, and I just want to say, um, if, if the Lakers go to the conference finals, I'm going to be losing my shit on the next podcast episode. Because I told you a while back, I think even Alejandro was still on here. I said, watch. Um... LeBron, the Lakers are going to get into the playoffs. This is before we even knew, like, are they getting into the playoffs? They might barely get in, whatnot. I'm like, they're going to get in the playoffs. LeBron's going to do LeBron things, turn on the GOAT, and he's going to get the Lakers to the conference finals. At the time, I don't think anybody believed me. But, I mean, it's very it, now. Now that we're here, it's very possible. It's a lot more likely than people probably thought when I said that. Definitely, there's so. like a few. You could have placed a futures bet before the trade deadline for the Lakers to win the win. Okay, the West this this was them. not this was not before the trade deadline though. I would say that. I'm just saying. There's no there's no way I was saying he was going to take Russell Westbrook to to the conference finals. That wasn't no impossible. Impossible. Um, anyway, but yeah, on the uh, real quick on the hockey side, um, the same Florida Panthers are now up three zero in the series against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So how about that underdog story, beating the number one seed? I mean, honestly, it makes sense. Like it doesn't get any like harder than beating the best team. In, in the NHL the whole season. I mean, you get over that hump. It's like everybody else is just not as good. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's like, you know, it's crazy to see. Um, and then uh, Oilers and the Vegas or Vegas Golden Knights, they're locked in a good series. They play tonight, 8.30. Thank the Lord. I can actually watch the whole thing. It's gotten to the point now I just – all these – late games i dvr it on youtube tv and then the next day i find some time to kind of watch it which kind of sucks it's not the same but i was like man i was like i gotta try at least like see actually see how all this kind of came about and whatnot especially if it was close i'll I'll, kind of like watch the ending and whatnot Mm. see see how it came down to the wire but yeah and then uh seattle kraken bro Another underdog on the Western Conference side. They're up 2-1 against the Dallas Stars. Ha <laughs> ha, fuck Dallas. Um, Jeez. 
yeah, a lot of good playoffs going on right now. Lots um, of good playoffs. I think the NFL Max, said there's one in Miami, so Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, huh? They did have F one. The Miami thing. Is that my boy, Max Verstappen? Is he the one I bet on and I won? Yeah, if you bet on Max Verstappen, I mean, I bet you had to bet a thousand dollars to win ten, probably. Well, this was back in prize picks, so it was okay, just like yeah, no, he I just bet yeah, that he won. Wait, no. came back from P nine. He was P nine place, and he won, which is pretty bonkers. Their he, cars are illegal. I'll just say it now. Their cars. He's Red Bull. Is he Red Bull? Yeah. So who's the other guy? Who's like the main Checo. rival? Oh, Mercedes. Mercedes. There's, who, who there's Mercedes, me? Red Bull, Ferrari. Aston Martin's up there. Aston mm. Martin has Fernando Alonso, who is no, ver, ver, Taylor Swift. Ver, <laughs> Verse, verse, how do you say Verstappen? Verstappen, Verstappen, yeah. I think he's the one I bet on to not win. I mean, he's still my uh, boy because he yeah. didn't win. Yep. But still my boy. <laughs> yep. You know, he didn't oh, win. He wins like every freaking race, dude. Their car is illegal. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, I think uh, I saw earlier NFL releases their schedule on Thursday. And I'm just Ooh. like, I mean, that's cool and all, but I'm just like, man. How like hard for is America for football, dude? Like we just like oh the schedule comes out on Thursday. But nobody oh watches God. the XFL or USFL. Like nobody watches any of the spring football. Oh which yeah, is amazing, I think dude. I think the XFL has their championship game. Saturday. And, oh, I I was like yeah. I'll probably watch it. See what's going on mm. with the XFL. If I'm gonna watch <laughs> any game, it's gonna be the championship game, right? Right. <laughs> so it's gonna be the it's gonna be the players that I might you know draft in fantasy in three four years if they decide to be any good. Boy said I'm doing some scouting for my last play team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two fans, you know where to find us at Slice Devils Pod, Slice Devils Podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday ish. Talking about golf now, golf and destination weddings. A little bit of basketball mixed in. How uh, we've come a long way. And we'll uh we'll see you next time.